Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining me and joining me via VMEX's Brian Malkowitz. It's so different over here. It's weird. <laughs> and Travis Northup. McClunky. Guys, uh, it is a little bit of another slower week. And I want to talk a little bit about that and some of the stuff that we've experienced over the last few weeks. And we will also have a special mini reveal of a video with IRL Guardian. Uh, well, he actually created it. We're revealing it on today's show. And then you can check out the full video over at uh, his YouTube channel. So real quick, I want to talk about the Felwinter quest. We didn't really get to it last week. And just ask you guys what you thought about the conclusion. Travis, what did you think? Pretty awesome. Uh, as always, the uh, storytelling in Destiny. Well, I guess I shouldn't say as always. But as has been uh, lately, the storytelling has been really good. But also just a, a, a kind of a taste, right? It's not the whole thing. It makes you want more. makes you wish that there was more story to go after. But they've just been delivering it in such a drip that... You know, right as you get excited, there's another drought of a couple weeks where you don't really get anything. And so, uh, you know, it, it was a really awesome uh, way to end the quest. Obviously, uh, the, the issues with the door uh, aside. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I'm just excited, as always, for, for them to actually go somewhere and, and do something more uh, and hopefully at a faster pace. Yeah. Brian, you've been absolutely hammered with uh, Summer of Gaming, our IGN's big answer to E3, basically. Did you get to finish the Felwinter quest? If yes, what did you Rest think? assured. Rest assured after all, all the stuff that I'm doing. I did end up getting the, uh, getting the shotgun. Um, my initial thoughts are that, yeah, it's unfortunate the bug happened, yada, yada. But the conclusion uh, of having it, more so, I think, more than the conclusion is just like, why did we have to do a thousand shotgun kills? <laughs> leading up to it that, that seemed like a little much i know it didn't take too long if you're like if you really just go to like the shirochi checkpoint or or somewhere else and do it but it's just like kind of a long grind uh, to get that but on a brighter note i don't have to grind for that god rule mind bender anymore just right one this gun is going to last longer because of sunsetting um so now i can you know i never got a god rule mind benders. i got the curated rule which is obviously not as you know not as sought after as as some of the other roles, but uh, yeah, I know. I think it's 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 a good shotgun. Uh, right into the game, the lore was cool. Um, sort of that you know standard like storytelling that Bungie kind of does. That's not like a main part of the story. You kind of just go into a room and it's like, hey, here's this like kind of hologram while somebody talks to you as you move throughout the room type deals. Mm -hmm. um, so it was pretty interesting. Not my, not my, not I'm not a big fan of the way that that lore is kind of delivered, but. Uh, I guess better than running around looking for uh, books to read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'll say I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked learning more about the the Felwinter lore. I really liked that it was delivered in game. I really liked the visual storytelling of that final mission. It's just such a shame that it was, uh, you know, mired in this. I'll say controversy, for lack of a, a better word, uh, surrounding the the glitch and the current state of Destiny because. Uh, if you look at it sort of in a vacuum, that quest was really, really good. And it's it's an example of, well, the, the fin final mission specifically was really, really good. I don't know about the quest design, like the thousand shotgun kills. It just seems sort of... That's just a little busy work, really. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely busy work to get the reward of that final cutscene. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. So on that note, they haven't really said anything yet about what we can expect from the new season. And I just wanted to say that I actually kind of like that they're not saying very much. I would rather be able to experience it as opposed to be bombarded with marketing for the new season. Um, I think the players who are really going to be invested and interested in that season are going to be there uh, regardless. And I think if they did it like the day after the season drops and then did a trailer or whatever surrounding whatever the new event is going to be, that's still going to get uh, the interest marketing wise that they're going to need. We're less, we're just over a week out from the new season. And I'm wondering, well, Brian, what's your take? Do you like that? They've been rather quiet and pretty cheeky. Yeah. I, I think the quietness is fine. Um, there's no reason to like expect Bungie to give us an info dump because you know, Bungie, that's what Bungie does, right? They don't they don't want to spoil a bunch of things, right? We have a bunch of data miners that do it for us, um, and I'm fine with that. I'm you know I'm fine with going into a new season really not knowing a whole lot. Um, but like, if you look back at the start of like Bungie's redesign of what seasons were, kind of starting with like maybe Black Armory or Season of the Drifter, they didn't really give us information on what that season was until just a week before it. Um, so that cadence kind of isn't changing here. They only really, they only really do like heavy, heavy like marketing months and months before an expansion, and I imagine they're going to do that. And they kind of alluded that to the to the, in the TWAB. I'm sure you'll get to that in a moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of nice not actually knowing what the next season is because I think that's kind of one thing that hasn't really been either data mined or spoiled for us at all in any kind of way. So there's really we not we don't know what to expect right now, and that kind of feels good. Mm -hmm. Well, what was it in the TWAB specifically you wanted me to call out? Because I just kind of wanted to ask more general questions about where we are and where we're going with Destiny right now. Yeah, I don't have the TWAB directly in front of me, but there's a line that Deej says there. He says, we'll learn about the new season uh, when, when, they're, uh, when they talk about what's coming after this year-long buildup to something. So that's kind of just like, okay, I think that Bungie wants to reveal kind of what the expansion is. Um, in order for us to understand what next season is, because next season obviously will be a big, will be a big. I don't, I don't want to say it's going to be a big season, but I mean like it'll play a heavy role in the lead up to what the expansion is. Um, so they'll probably they'll probably want to give us an info dump on both of those. So that way we have a lot of context of what we're going to be doing and what we're leading up to. Keep your eyes trained on Bungie for updates. We'll stream our announcements in the usual places. You'll learn about the next season of Destiny Two at the same time that we talk about the next chapter in this story that has been unfolding all year long. Uh, that's what I found in the TWAB. I think that's what you're referring to. Yes, that, um, is, that is what I'm referring to. Yeah. Uh, Travis, what do, you th what do you think? Do you like that we kind of don't really know what's going to happen? Not really. Uh, I guess I'm different from you guys on <laughs> no, this. Okay. So, like, 
Yeah, like my opinion on it is that all of the times that they really start to build hype is when they they have a lot to be hyped about. And typically when they're quiet, it's because they don't really have a lot to be hyped about. That's just been my observation over the years uh, of being a fan and and playing this game. And so the fact that I don't really know what's coming tells me that I'm going to have another season kind of like this one. It's a little bit underwhelming where maybe there isn't a lot of content and they don't have a lot to uh, spoil, right? So Shadowkeep, we kind of started hearing about that at least a month in advance, maybe even more. We kind of knew some of the stuff that was coming and started getting excited for that. All their other major expansions have been like that. And and even in the past when they did, you know, off off season expansions, like, uh, you know, Crota uh, or, or House of Wolves, those ones we had more announcement more fanfare and there ended up being more to those expansions than you know we've gotten in, in the past couple of uh, years so it, it, it worries me a little bit more than it, it, anything else i i'm somebody who likes things to be hyped about and i think there's a way you can get people hyped for content without spoiling it um and the fact that they're not going that route or really telling us anything until right before uh worries me a little bit so well, um, they have been sort of doing some in-game storytelling, which has been an interesting new thing that Bungie hasn't really done in the past. We have the almighty looming in in the sky. It is you can see it. It's really really small, but it is there out in the sun. You can peer it up if you if you turn your brightness down a little bit, or you or you play put the console. sun in the or play on console, or put your sun in the vi- the natural vignette that the game has in the corner of the screen. <laughs> if you put the sun there, then the, then the almighty comes through pretty well. Yeah, uh, I was hoping that it would get closer each day, but it seems like it's been the same the past few days. Um, yeah. So we'll kind of see what it looks like at reset next week. See if it's yeah, yeah I want that Majora's Mask moment, you know, where the moon is like yeah. right in your face. Like I want yeah. that. That would be awesome. What if at reset it's like very close? <laughs> Like, I imagine it has to be right. Like, it's gonna have like they have this build up that'd be just, that would just suck if like it looks that far away and then Rasputin sends up a little rocket and we just see like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I think it'll it. probably be a cut scene. I don't think they'll do yeah. anything, well, I, I don't think like, it'll be as awesome as we think it's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> if you go back to the original like reveals of the season of the worthy, uh, like trailers and such like that, there's still some like cutscene content in that reveal that we haven't seen yet. Um, so hmm. I imagine that's probably coming next week. Well, I think, I think also like last, last season before they revealed it, they had this like big bombastic trailer and we kind of got the actual season, which was just throwing balls at a thing again. And, <laughs> and, um, where have I done lot, that before? They got a, a pretty hard time. We've given them a pretty hard time on this show. I've seen a lot of YouTubers giving them a pretty hard time. People are feeling pretty burnt out right now. A lot of people are looking to the fall horizon. I think people are going to come back for whatever the next season ends up being and just sort of experiencing it. But I I, I don't know. I, I feel like casually interested at this point where like, oh, I'll sign on and do the new story thing. And, and like I, I've said this before on the show, like maybe that Bungie's okay with that. Maybe that's kind of what they want their player base to do. So They've, I'm wondering, what do you think is going to happen? I, I don't. Well, the, I mean, like going to and want to, I guess, are kind of uh, are kind of almost in the same line, because like we for like the past few weeks, we've already seen people having a glitch tower that looks sort of like destroyed in in a, in a certain way. Um, not like completely like disastrous to destroy like the first tower that we've had in D1, uh, but, or at the start of D2. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think I think that the Almighty is going to get close enough that debris is going to strike us in a manner, kind of like changing the way some some things look. Um, so if we're talking about, if we're talking about what we want to happen in the short term, I kind of want to see that happen, like see some see some aesthetic like consequences of this happening. Right? It would be kind of it would be kind of disappointing just like have this entire season built around this giant spaceship trying to smash into Earth, and then kind of nothing changes in, in that sense, you know? So it'd be, it'd be nice to see some some aesthetic or consequences coming from it getting too close to Earth. Travis, what, what, would, you, what would you want to see, like the conclusion to this thing and going into the next season? What I would want to see is some sort of fanfare to go along with the Almighty getting destroyed that kind of is symbolic of the end of the Red War that began at the beginning of destiny two and sort of transitioning into the next fight, which is, you know, obviously going to be against the darkness and the, uh, the pyramid ships. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that that would be cool because I think we are in a transitionary period where the game is going to feel, uh, like a different game, like a sequel to destiny two. And they could use, uh, this moment to kind of show that we've utterly defeated the cabal and that the red war is, you know, over, over, I know, I know it's already over, but, but now, you know, the presence of the cabals is sort of uh, so small that they've, they've just been utterly defeated. Um, and, and I think that that would be awesome. What I think is actually going to happen is that we're just going to, they're just going to introduce another problem like they do with everything else and not really give oh. us any closure on this. And we're just going to go to the next, there's going to be another almighty type thing. That's going to be, you know, we got to stop it. And, and that'll be a big be spaceship <laughs> in the looming in the sky that we have to go to. Um, on your note about like the red war ending and the cabal threat kind of being done. Obviously the red legion isn't is the entirety of the cabal empire. Um, so it's like, if, if we can finally put the red Legion to rest and they drift off into Cabal Hollow or whatever, wherever they, Cabal wherever they go. <laughs> um, and, and like, and if like, we just kind of take the red Legion out of patrol zones, I think that would be a cool change. Like, I don't know what you do with like lost Astro sectors and things like that, that have them in there, but it's like, like, I think we, we've said it before in, in, in other fire team chats is like the almighty crashing into earth is their last ditch effort. If that doesn't succeed, they have nothing left. The red Legion is done. So it's like them still having a presence on earth, drilling holes into IO drilling hole, you know, drilling holes across the galaxy. It's like, why are they still here? Why are they still doing all this? It's mm -hmm. so yeah. like, I hope, I hope that that is a major like story beat that pushes the game forward and like, just kind of just says, Hey, like, yeah, the red war is over. The red Legion is gone. They're done. And they're just out of out of these places. I would like to see like if this tower deformation does happen, Brian, I would like to see something along those lines. I want to know the final fate of the Guardian on this ship that a lot of people have talked about, yourself included. And I would like to see what ends up happening with that character who I, I don't know a lot about. I don't read all the grimoire in the game because Are you talking about that one that's stuck on the ship? Yes, in the loop. Yeah, the guy that stays yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, the guy is time looped, yeah. Yeah, so that's so like that's super interesting to me. And in the same way that we learned about Saint 14, I would love to learn about this new character through a series of events that happened dur during the season. Basically, yeah. for this current season, we got an intro cutscene uh, that, or like at it was either at the very beginning or at the end of the previous season, we got that intro cutscene where we're introduced to Rasputin and uh, Osiris is sort of like challenging him. Yeah, see, then, that was the end of last season. 
Yeah, and then, you know, there's a great Zavala intro, and then we had, like, these story beats, and then it's just been, like, nothing for a month, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Been sort of this almighty tease. We got the Fellwinter story beat, but it was just too much nothing for too long, and I would love smaller hits of story throughout the next season. I swear to God, if it's another world event where we have to throw balls at something or just do one thing ad nauseum, stop that. That is, that's, it's yeah, going to get I better imagine. as... It's going to get better as those events stay because you're going to have more things to challenge players with. But, oh, my God, just tying you into one event has been so tiring. I I have a feeling that this is going to be the – that's going to be true for Season 11 just because, yep. like, if you go back to – if you go back to Luke Smith's, like, kind of – like other director's cut thing or something like that he says that like they're making a lot of changes with season with year four yeah. so seasons in year four are going to start putting you know focuses on core activities and things like that rather than just one current structure around an entire season so i think season 11 is probably going to have that sundial that serif uh tower event that vex offensive t- style thing that we're doing at Dazium. like i i 100 percent think that's going to happen with yeah, this season and- and yep. Travis, what do yeah. you think next season is going to hold for us? Basically, what Brian? Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I'm I'm right on the same page with Brian. I think that all of the this week at Bungie uh, posts so far uh, lately have been, hey, we're working on stuff, but it's going to take some time, guys. I think that's just been their messaging: is that they're working on it. We hear you, but this isn't going to be a uh, a short transition, and and that it's gonna it's going to be a while before they address some of these things, like uh, the seasonal model not being. Uh, what players want and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I, I think uh, Brian's right on the nose, and I, I think I, hopefully best case scenario is, you know, a major expansion comes out sometime this fall, and then going forward uh, we see something new. But I think that's best case scenario. Yeah, and what do you think the event's going to be like, Travis? Do you think we're going to throw balls at things? Uh, that there's a pretty good possibility. <laughs> I think we will either be throwing balls or standing on plates at some point. <laughs> I think it was a pretty safe, uh, safe bet. Yeah. I mean, the, honestly, at least the first event we moved from encounter to encounter and killed the thing. Right. And it was somewhere else we hadn't really explored before. Uh, Brian, what do you, what do you think we're going to get? I don't know. Like this, this season, this season is supposed to, to be the bridge between, now and season four where we where we fight the pyramids and the darkness um so uh, you know maybe maybe whatever event we do ad nauseum is on the the uh pyramid ship on the moon um uh, that's already there that we've already been to uh, that would be so interesting that's, that's like bringing it full circle place. yeah it's an untapped play space right mm-hmm. like we haven't we've only gone there once just to kill these bosses that were you know that were you know versions i forget what they call them you know ghostly versions of nightmares think yeah uh versions of themselves on on that pyramid ship so it's like you know that's an untapped play space that they have that they could totally use and i think it's a fitting a fitting uh uh destination for for the bridge between now and and season or season 12 yeah, yeah for sure yeah uh We're going to be wrapping up the show here, but real quick, I teased at the top that we would be revealing IRL Guardians uh, sort of mini collaboration. It's called Quarantine Guardians, and I just want to share it with everybody real quick. We're going to do a little snippet. If you want to see the full video, you have to head on over to IRL Guardian on YouTube. Just uh, search for IRL Garden. You should be able to find it. Uh, Let's check out this video, and we'll come back really quick and outro the show. (laughs) all right so that was just sort of a fun thing and uh irl guardian does this great series of uh reenacting moves from the game 
uh, in real life and uh, the quarantine thing, quarantine uh, stuntmen had happened. I reached out to him. I was like, would you ever consider doing something like this? So, uh, uh, you know, me and Travis are in the video. Brian didn't have time. Pope's in there. A bunch, bunch of people. Uh, definitely check out the full one. It's just sort of a fun, dumb thing to do while we're in this crazy, crazy world we're in. So, um, yeah. So that's where we're at with this season. Um, I don't know. How are you guys feeling right now as we go into the... We have a reset week, right? And then the one season more. should begin. Yep. So are you optimistic right. even? Optimistic, yes. Um, there's been a lot of feedback with the seasons leading up to now, um, but cautiously, right? I know that word is thrown around a lot, cautious optimism. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there, it, it happened, right? We're on, we're on the eve of, uh, of uh, Bungie bringing the game for a full circle after a book, kind of a few months of uh, negative feedback. So we'll see. Yeah. Travis? Yeah, I'm always cautiously optimistic. I think worst case scenario, the season isn't that entertaining and, you know, we get some time with other games before we come back in September, or October, you know, full bore. So that that's not a, a terrible outcome in my book. And, and the, you know, the the other the other option is that they surprise me and it's amazing. So, yeah, yeah optimistic. And, I, and I'm totally fine with both of those options. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. That is it for this episode, everybody. So we're going to do the outro right now. Until next time, everyone. Guardians out. Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.